G'day friends, I am super pumped because I love this movie that I'm talking about here today. Logan is a 2017 film directed by James Mangold that stars Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keane and Boyd Holbrook and they don't make movies like this anymore. They just don't. Movies that excite the shit out of you, then kick you in the balls and rip your heart out. I fucking love this movie. It is one of my all-time favorites. Let's get into it. As usual, spoilers, but honestly, if you haven't seen this movie, you don't deserve to hear my dulcet tones. God, Jed, I don't even want to know you. That's just a little West Wing joke for you. Okay, so Logan is the final chapter in the two-decade series of X-Men films surrounding the Wolverine. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Hugh Jackman. We've had actors play Bond across decades, other characters like Rambo or the Terminator, even Dracula was played by Christopher Lee like 10 times over an 18 year period or something. But in my lifetime, at least, I have not seen an actor so perfectly paired with a long time role. Like RDJ is amazing as Iron Man, Daniel Craig is a timeless Bond, but Hugh Jackman will be the only person I can ever see as the Logan character. What this movie allowed him to do was put in the best performance of the character he'd ever done. Patrick Stewart does the same, by the way, but I'll talk about him a bit later. Hugh Jackman deeply understands what his character has gone through. This is possibly his most triumphant film, but it's also his most devastating He's on his last legs, for sure. His adamantium skeleton, which he's had inside of him for 50 years at this point, is slowly poisoning him. Jackman has always been able to play the the enraged Wolverine, but now, for the first time in his 197-year life, Wolverine is feeling old and decrepit, and Jackman does it so well for the whole movie. If you want any indication of the state of Logan in this film. The title comes up right when Logan is on his back, shot in the chest. It's right at the beginning. He gets shot by these guys trying to steal shit off his car and he's flat on his back. He's he's horizontal on his back with a hole in his chest and then it just goes, here's your movie. (laughs) It just says Logan. It's like, this is where we're at. This is where Logan is at. He's, you know, he's like a fancy Uber guy. He's like driving a limo. Like, this is what he's doing for money. Right? And he's just, you know, he's he's not the 
you know, he's not at his best. Let's just say that, right? Um, so pretty much what the movie is, is Logan, who is harboring an aging Xavier, um, is found by his young daughter, Laura, who's a mutant made in a lab using Logan's DNA. Uh, she's on the run, trying to get from Texas to Canada. They help her, and it's a fun family road trip romp. It's not really. I'm just kidding. Well, the plot bit was true, but this movie is not fun. At least it doesn't end fun. It, it's really not fun for the most part. The the, uh, the hype of violence is what the Wolverine character has always been crying out for. So, so that part of the movie, I think, is really well-earned and thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, Daphne Keane, as well, who plays Laura, must have some kind of gymnastics background because the stunts that she pulls off are unreal. She'll decapitate one guy and then do seven backflips without touching the ground and then just eviscerate the next guy. And she's screaming her head off the whole time. You really believe she's like this killing machine who's been on the run for her life. For some time. Keen also really nails the, the more intense acting moments. She's on screen with Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. And she looks every bit the perfect casting choice. Like she was, she was 12 when this movie came out. And she holds her own against these two veteran actors. She's really, really good in the movie. Um, so, yeah. What, so, I love that the movie is for... Adults, not just because it allows the filmmakers to, you know, make all the gruesome action that they want, but also because it allows them to explore all the themes that they want, right? Themes you might not really be able to explore in a, you know, in a PG, you know, in America they call it PG-13, here we would call it M, like that kind of movie. This movie isn't just violent, it's dark, right? Xavier's character is battling with dementia, uh, for those who don't know, Xavier's ability is like telepathy, can, uh, telekinesis type stuff. Um, he has the most powerful brain on the planet is the phrase used in the movie. So to explore the thought of what dementia would do in his brain is pretty terrifying. Now, he has seizures as a result of his dementia. When he has a seizure, everyone nearby, their brain just starts melting and you can't move and your head just starts collapsing pretty much. He has two seizures in the movie, one that's harmless, like Logan shuts it down pretty quick, and another that floors hundreds of people in a casino. When he sees the aftermath of the seizure that he has in the casino, he is devastated. And because he's just this you know, sweet little old guy who... You know, drops the occasional F-bomb. You feel so bad for him. Like, he spent his life trying to protect people, and now through no fault of his own, he can really hurt or kill people. We actually learned shortly after the casino incident that uh, Charles had a seizure at the school where the X-Men were and killed a great number of them, which is about the darkest thing in the film. I think, like, how, how fucked up is that? What a, like, uh, it's a, it's a creative way to kill off all the other, you know, mutants that we know of, but God, that is depressing. Whole movie's depressing, but that is depressing. 
So, so Logan and Charles's plan is to buy a yacht and go live on the ocean where he can't hurt people, right? Which is not a bad idea, right? So there's there's this sequence through the center of the film where Logan, Laura, and Charles encounter this family on a highway. Uh, their horse float got busted open in an accident and Charles beautifully uses his powers to calm the horses down. It's it's actually the only time he deliberately uses his powers in the film. Um, anyway, uh, as a thank you, the family have our heroes for dinner. It, it's, it's a really, like, beautiful scene. Charles and Logan, you know, they, they have a laugh. They're all smiling. They're having good food. They're all happy. The family is lovely and kind. The first time you watch this scene, it's the happiest you feel in the movie. Every time after that, it's the saddest that you feel in the movie because of what is to come, right? Logan puts Charles to bed and then goes to help the dad uh, with a broken pump out on the farm, right? And while they're gone, the people that are chasing them arrive at the house with X-24, which is a clone of Logan, a younger, full-strength Logan, right? X-24 kills Charles in his bed while he tells who he thinks is Logan what a perfect night he's had. Um, it's, it's absolutely fucked. It's so well foreshadowed as well. Charles says to Logan at the beginning of the film, uh, in reference to his dementia, he says, I always know who you are, but sometimes I don't recognize you. Which is really bloody sad when you think, of, like, he thought he was talking to Logan and then he, th- like, oh, God damn it. And then X-24 proceeds to murder the entire family before taking off with, or before trying to take off with Laura, I should say. Um, and then we get... Logan and X-24 face-to-face, and rightly so, Logan just sort of freezes. He's like, what the hell is this thing? And, and even though when they're outside the house, Logan gets the jump on X-24, it is very clear that X-24 is much more powerful, which is, you know, a good indicator of how, you know, a final confrontation with them at the end of the movie is going to go, you know? Anyway, Charles gets placed in the back of this truck by Logan he wants to get him out of there, try and get him to a doctor or something. But he's just dying too quickly. The name of the boat that they wanted to buy uh, was the Sunseeker. Uh, while Logan's trying to apply first aid, Charles just touches the side of the tray, you know, in the truck. And he says, the Sunseeker. Like, in his last moments, he feels whether through hallucination or his imagination, that they made it into the boat. And I fucking weep every time I watch that. It is so sad. The story around Charles is so well-crafted in this movie, and you combine it with prior knowledge and how unceremonious his death is, it just rips your heart out. The following scene is Logan burying Charles next to a small lake in like this little wooded area. And I haven't seen everything that Hugh Jackman has ever done. Um, I've seen all the X-Men movies and I've seen Les Miserables and I've seen The Greatest Showman and other things he's done. But 
this film, this scene in particular, has to be his greatest performance. If, if anyone ever deserved to get nominated for a role in a superhero movie, our two jokers aside, it would be Hugh in this movie. For sure. He, he's just buried Charles and he's trying to put words together, trying to give like some kind of little eulogy and he just can't. He can't find the words. He's just like, well, it's near water. He keeps trying to speak, but he, he never had a friend like Charles. He owes all his happiness in recent decades to Charles. This, this is all Logan's life has been. Everyone he has ever loved has just died, usually because of him in some way. And Jackman shows that so well. He's so sad and so tired. He just doesn't want to go on anymore. He can't keep doing it. After he leaves Charles, Logan just loses it. It's, it's like if he can't cry, he just destroys shit. Instead, he smacks the shit out of the truck with the shovel. He just starts wailing on the truck and just screaming. Just like... He just becomes overwhelmed with all his emotions. I'll never forget that moment in the cinema. To this day, I don't know why, but... People in the theatre started laughing when he started doing that. And we've just been through the saddest five-minute patch I've ever seen in a blockbuster film, and these idiots, like more than 50% of the audience, think him wailing on the truck with a shovel is funny. It made me sad that they couldn't appreciate the awesome filmmaking that was right in front of them. I'm, I'm you know, sitting there like, <laughs> so sad he had to bury his like, and, and, and they're like, they think it's funny that he like hits the truck so hard that he just falls over from exhaustion. Like, it is not funny. It is really, really sad. Let's, let's, let's dive into Logan as a character a bit more. The final sequence is really the perfect end for his character. He spends the whole movie rejecting the idea of Laura. He doesn't want to get attached because he thinks she's just going to die as well. When it come, But when it comes time for him to stand up and protect his daughter, he doesn't know how to do anything else, right? He doesn't really have a choice. It's what he does. He, he takes that berserker medicine, which gives us one of the, you know, one of my favorite moments in action history where got old man Logan and Laura are just shredding waves of henchmen to bits using all kinds of violent father-daughter teamwork. It's so amazing. Right. But of course, it has to end with the confrontation with X-24. Right. He's, he's the big bad's muscle. Right. And Logan was never going to win. Right. You pretty much go into this movie being well aware that Logan is going to die. But he distracts 24 long enough for Laura to blow its brains out. Um, Logan is dying from his wounds. And this is where we get some really special acting from Jackman and Daphne Keane. Logan is like relieved. Like for once the person he loved didn't die. In fact, she's very safe. Logan says... As, as he's dying, he sort of like smiles and he says, so this is what it feels like. Many meanings that could have. Right? I personally think he means that this is what it feels like to die. 
He has killed probably hundreds of thousands of people in his life. He fought in World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. Uh, I think he fought in the American Civil War, perhaps as well. He's, he's killed so many. Like forget, he killed. He's probably killed like a hundred people in this movie alone. Like he's killed so many people, and and now after he has awaited death for who knows how long while not being able to die, he finally gets to die. And another possibility is that he's thinking about um, what Charles said to him before he left to fix the pump on the farm. Charles says to him, you should take a moment and feel it. People who love each other, a safe place. They've just had that beautiful meal with the family, something I would imagine Logan has experienced probably never. And Charles would know that. He's like, just take a sec and just absorb it a little bit. Just take in what we just got to enjoy. Right? That's what he was saying. So he very well could mean that when he says, so that's what it feels like. Because he's holding Laura's hand as he dies. Which also ties into The Wolverine, like the film preceding this one. The, the main bad dude in that he says that Logan will die with his heart in his hand. When that movie came out, we're like, you know, he probably means that literally, like he's trying to be scary. But he does die with his heart in his hand. He's holding Laura in his hand, right? I'm about to fucking cry just reading the bloody script I've written about this. This movie has so many nuances that get more and more pronounced upon multiple viewings. If, you, if you've just seen the movie one time, just watch it again and you'll just pick up on more things that will honestly just probably make you even sadder, but it just elevates the movie every time. Um, it's probably a good time to mention how this movie fits in with the rest of the franchise, like in terms of like continuity. Since Days of Future Past, the timeline has been a complete confusing mess, at least. I don't know them. I've seen all of the movies, except for um the, the new Dark Phoenix one. I heard it wasn't very good, so I didn't, I didn't watch it. Um... I've seen them all, and even I am a little bit confused about the the actual order of things since Days of Future Past came out. I'm confused about what has actually, like, what is canon and what is, like, I don't know anymore. But this movie makes just the right amount of subtle nods to the other movies and is set just far enough in the future that none of the other movies really play into it. It's it's probably one of the best standalone movies in a franchise ever made. Because while it will benefit you enormously, having seen the other films, you, you can have seen none of them and it will still be a brilliant movie-going experience. I've said about 2,000 words so far and I could very easily write like 10,000 on this movie. It is dripping with gold, the story, the performances, the score. Oh my God, the score. The music is so eerie and dark. It, it adds so well to the depressing nature of the film. Like, uh, after the scene where X-24 has killed everyone in the house, including Charles, there's just like these, these you know, really harsh screeches, like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it, you just, like, it just, 
just adds to the sense of dread. You're like, oh, fuck me, everything's gone wrong. I was feeling so happy. They were having spaghetti and corn and stuff, and now I just feel so sad. They're all dead. And the score really adds to that. That's my professional breakdown of the score. Um, When Laura buries Logan, she recites a quote from the movie Shane, which they were watching back at the casino. Um... So she says, she recites the quote, A man has to be what he is, Joey. He can't break the mould. There's no living with a killing. There's no going back. Right or wrong, it's a brand. A brand that sticks. Now you run on home to your mother. Tell her everything's going to be alright. There are no more guns in the valley. And what Shane is talking about there is, is when a man has done horrible things, he can't shake it. Thus, it is honestly beautiful that Logan now gets to rest. He has had a really long, really sad and violent life, and now he just now he gets to be at rest. And, and when he and when he um, is talking about no more guns in the valley, I think he means like gunslingers, you know, like. OGs, you get what I mean? So to Laura, that could mean original mutants. Like Charles and Logan were the last two, as far as anyone knows. So, like, and Logan says to Charles, oh, this is another really great foreshadowing. Logan says to Charles at the start of the film, we both could use some sleep, and they both get it. I really like how the movie treats us as adults with that kind of stuff. You know, and then, oh, and then Laura takes Logan's cross and she makes it an X, and I just can't deal with it. It's so sad. <sighs> this movie should seriously be up there with The Dark Knight as one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's so excellent. Boyd Holbrook, talk about him for a second. As our main antagonist, he's so great. He's he's like flippant and jovial jovial he's like a big fan of the x-men so, as i live and breathe the wolverine like, he's excited to meet all these guys he's like having a good time and it looks like holbrook is having a good time in the role you know um as this sort of like modern western villain that's another thing like the number of genres that are crossed in this movie is really impressive it's it's a western road trip drama superhero character study when i said at the start they don't make movies like this anymore that's what i was talking about like we are so fortunate that fox let this get made like it's it's the perfect end for these characters and their story lots of studios are too scared to take risks they play it safe to the point of turning out dog shit look at the rise of skywalker it should have been one of the best star wars films made it should have ended the the Skywalker saga in the way that Endgame ended the Avengers story, like in the most epic and satisfying way. But Disney are too chicken shit to make something that, you know, a story deserves rather than what an algorithm says is going to make them money. And that's what Logan is, a movie that was made as a natural progression of a story to a very high quality 
the movie's not perfect. I'm not quite saying that. Um, there's a couple of things that like bug me. The fact that the the nurse Gabriella was able to edit together that you know perfectly narrated video on her phone while on the run with a child is a little bit rubbish. Like you know, even with 2029 technology, you're like, okay, I guess she she could have done it maybe. And then the vague reasons they they have to get to Canada um, by a certain date. And once they cross, they're completely safe. Like, that's not explained at all. Is there some kind of mutant refugee intake cutoff set by the Canadian government? And, like, is there some impenetrable boundary in the middle of this forest that the bad guys are not going to cross? If like, Is there, like, a line that says border? And once you guys get across it, they're not even going to fire guns across that line after you. They're like, ha nope, not messing with those Canadians. No, sir. That's just a little something that still kind of bugs me about the movie. But apart from that, it is perfection. Anyway, this is always going to be one of my favourite films. It is so well constructed by Mangold. You can really see how much he cared. You can see how much Jackman and Stewart cared about the send-offs for their characters. If you somehow haven't seen the movie, even if you don't know or care about the previous films, give it a look. If you're a real film nerd, check out the black and white version, which I hear is a real treat. All done. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Hope you enjoyed that one. Hope you're all doing okay out there. If you're not, reach out and talk to someone. It's really important that we look after each other in these trying times. It's my birthday tomorrow, so I think it is bedtime for me. Um... I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.